This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. My name's John. I'm sitting here with Aaron as always. Aaron, how are you, man? Dude, I am doing good. I'm excited to get another podcast recorded. So what what are we talking about today, John? All right. So today we have a very special topic. Today, we're going to talk about what to expect from a WWE tryout. So WWE, obviously, the big dogs. That's the top, the big, the highest point on the ladder right there. That's where everybody that really wants to make a living in the business dreams of being. Um, a great thing is today with like AEW and stuff, we've got more options out there. But WWE is the one. That's the one, the family-owned business that's been here forever that everyone knows. So mm-hmm. what to expect in a WWE tryout. So I'm just going to take you step by step through what I experienced. So right off the bat, I want to tell you that things change year by year. Um, You know, nowadays they have the Performance Center, they have NXT, they even have a a new one that they're creating um, that's for developmental talent and whatnot that they've kind of teased is coming about because NXT has kind of become its own television product at this point. So it's going to be different on a year-to-year basis. Things change so much, um, you never know. So, But when WWE is coming to town, when they're coming to a town near you, um, even if you're a couple states away, I mean, if they're that close, they're looking for what you would call extra talent. They're wanting people to act as background players, sometimes as security guards, sometimes when you're watching Raw and you see police officers come to the ring. Those are wrestlers. Those are wrestlers that they've hired locally, that they've put in costumes and, and, you know, not, not all the time, but a lot of times, especially if you see them taking bumps and punches and stuff, right. then you know, well, those are probably not real police officers. But, <laughs> you know, it's part of the show. Same thing with security guards, um, et cetera. Sometimes you'll see guys cutting promos in the locker room and off in the distance in the background, you'll see some people doing push-ups or jumping jacks. Well, that's probably a local extra talent that's been used. So um, when they're coming to town, they're always looking for those people for that help. Now, on how to get a tryout. I spoke about this on an earlier episode, but networking is everything. A lot of times it's about who you know and how much you've put yourself out there. That's exactly how I got access to my tryout, but networking is so important. And what I mean by that is interacting with your peers, interacting with the other wrestlers, interacting with the promoters and the bookers and everyone else involved in the show and branching out there and getting to more shows Higher profile shows, the higher profile you can get, the more experience you can get as a professional wrestler, the better you're going to get and the more eyes you're going to have upon you. WWE has a working relationship with, say, Evolve Wrestling. Evolve Wrestling is based out of Philadelphia. They were, they were once a, a part of Ring of Honor, and that's where WWE is, is cultivating a lot of their new stars coming from Evolve. So you have to get out there. You have to meet people, introduce yourself, go further beyond higher profile shows and get access to these things. And they may use you when they come to your area. If they know that you're in the area and they say, hey, look, we need some extras. This gentleman's in the area. We saw him, enjoyed his work. Let's give him a call and see if he can be a part of our show. So me, myself, did that exact same thing. I just worked plenty of shows. I tried to network with as many people as possible. And when WWE came to Oklahoma, 
I got a phone call and on my, you know, we were kind of talking before we started podcasting on my phone. It said WWE. What a, what a strange thing to see. It's kind of surreal when that, when that's your, your big goal, but they call you. That, that's like life changing, right? When you it see really that. is right. Like you get to stop what you're doing. You're taking that call. Like no matter what you're doing, if you're a wrestler and you're wanting to be a wrestler, you're taking that call. So I, you know, took the call. Um, a, a very nice lady introduced herself and said, hey, you know, we're going to be doing um, Monday Night Raw in Oklahoma City. And then we're going to be doing, um, I think at the time it was Thursday Night Smackdown in Tulsa. And uh, we would really like to use you for both of those. And I was like, absolutely. Sounds great. And uh, so, you know, right there, just based on the fact she got my name from the people that I had already met, from bookers, from, promoter, from promoters. She had reached out looking for talent in the area. People had told her, hey, how about this guy? How about this guy? She took a list of names. They checked them off the list, called the ones that they wanted, and ended up calling me. So, like I said, got a very professional call, um, offering me a position. All she really tells you after you agree is, um, please dress professional. And uh, they tell you where to arrive, where to go, you know, go in the back of the building, whatnot, where to check in once you get there. So, let's talk about the actual day of the WWE tryout. First of all, WWE, pretty notorious, most people know, but you may not, has a dress code backstage. They are very business casual, but a lot of times you're going to see guys in three-piece suits, suits and ties and everything. Um, they're, they're pros. They, they really are. You know, there's a little bit of controversy about the dress code and stuff, but it, it's, you know, Vince McMahon's the man, and he wants it. That's what he gets. So there you go. Look professional. Um, I, I don't necessarily mean on, on the independent circuit when you're out there putting your name out and stuff. I don't think that you need to wear a suit at all times, but you need to dress nice. I, I don't like it when guys show up in pajama pants. I don't like it when they, when they look just completely unkempt. Like, at least dress nice. Not even business casual. Just be wearing clean clothes, respectable outfit. But WWE does have a dress code. So very business casual. Um, you know, I personally highly advise wearing black slacks, black socks, black shoes. And if you're not already wearing it, Pack yourself a very simple black polo shirt. Just a short sleeve, collared polo shirt. A lot of times when they're looking for background players, when they're looking for security guards, the outfit they're going to put you in is just an all black, black suit, black socks, black uh, shoes, everything outfit. Okay, So if you already have that with you, they're very more likely to use you right there because you may not. Because look, it could very much happen that they could go, we'd like to use you but you're very large and we only have medium shirts. You know, like that right. could happen as far as like, here, I need you to dress like a security guard. Ooh, we don't have anything that'll fit you. So if you have your own with you already, you can take that option off the table. You can look, well, I've already got my outfit with me. And it also fits the dress code. So you can show up wearing that or you can simply pack it with you in your bag and bring it along with you. It's a great thing to have. Mm -hmm. So talking about packing your bag. In your bag, if you're not already wearing them, like I said, black slacks, Black polo shirt. Great thing to have on you, um, but if you don't wear it, just pack it in your bag. Along with that, bring your wrestling gear. Of course, a wrestler always has his gear with him. Bring your wrestling gear, especially if you're in a tryout. Obviously, you're going to be wrestling in the ring, so bring your gear. Along with that gear, though, a little pro tip. Bring yourself a simple set of tights without any fancy logos or your name on them. A lot of times... WWE is not going to allow you to walk to the ring with your own name. They're going to give you a name right there on the spot. Especially if they're just like, I need you to go to the ring. 
and have a five minute match with whoever. They may not wanna use your name for whatever reason. They may not like a logo you have on your gear. So if you just bring yourself a very simple set of tights to go with the boots that you always wear, just bring that with you, super important to have. Now you never know, they may let you wear your high dollar fancy gear with your name on it. That'd be great, that's fantastic. But they may not, it may be that simple reason that doesn't get you on television. So just to be safe, pack yourself very simple set of gear to go along with your fancy gear. So, along with that, when you get to the building, you're gonna go in the back, you're gonna be looking for talent relations. She tells you that on the phone. So backstage at WWE, there are signs everywhere. There are just laminated signs hanging up everywhere with arrows pointing where to go. They're, they're, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to navigate, you know, um, very professional. So, you know, I was directed to go to talent relations. You just follow the arrows and bring myself to that door. Usually you're going to, well, you're definitely going to be waiting outside. You know, you'd never barge in any door, obviously, but you wait outside. You can usually find the other extras that are there with you nearby. You can meet them and everything. And from there, you'll get your, your, your orders and whatnot and what you're going to do. Obviously, this should go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Be respectful. Greet everyone. That was part of an earlier episode as well. Yeah. You need to be greeting everyone within reason. Smile. Be courteous. Shake hands where you can. This goes back to the do's and don'ts of wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. You never know who's backstage. You never know who they're related to. You just don't know. And you just want to be a nice guy regardless. That's just so important in life. Always be courteous and kind and respectful to everyone. So, a lot of times what happens after this, you get orders and you go to catering. That's where you're going to spend most of your time when you're not actually given tasks to do. WWE has legendary catering. That's something that a lot of people who know anything about backstage WWE knows. They have an amazing catering. Everything you could possibly imagine is available for you pretty much the entire length of the show. <laughs> so, here's a very pro tip though. Avoid eating Poorly yeah, from good. personal experience. I'm sitting at a table. Luckily, I was eating very well because I was crazy nervous and I just had this feeling. But so I'm eating my grilled chicken and asparagus sitting at a table, and the other extras around me, one of them was eating, you know, fried chicken and and everything else that you can imagine that would go along with that, French fries. And the Brooklyn Brawler, if you know him, the Brooklyn Brawler walks up to our table and he inspects all of our food. And he goes to the, the old adage of you are what you eat. And he starts berating anyone that is not eating oh, wow. healthy. So it, it was very, it was almost like a small test. Um, just, just, just know where you're at, guys. You're there essentially in a job interview. So carry yourself professionally the entire time. You're an athlete, right? Eat like an athlete while you're yeah. there, okay? Just, just be respectful to everyone. Avoid eating poorly. Make an impression that you are there to do work professionally, eating right, acting right, dressed right, everything right. Okay, moving on. During the actual tryout, meaning the actual in-ring performance, I was super lucky and fortunate because it's going to be different depending on what town you're in, depending on what show you're on, Raw or SmackDown. I was very fortunate that we got to spend all day with William Regal, who is one of, one of my all-time favorite professional wrestlers. William Regal took all of us aside. Um, he basically followed us all day, or we followed him, to be more appropriate. Right. And he just taught us various things and, and 
talent scouted us for, for all intents and purposes. Like, you want to listen closely to your coach. So William Riga was our coach. We also had a referee with us. Listen very closely to the referee. He's going to be speaking to you the whole time. William Regal was coaching us from ringside as we had matches. You want to stand out, but you also want to show that you can follow directions. So right. from personal experience, if they say, I need you guys to wrestle for eight minutes, and I need you to stay off the top rope, I know that maybe you've got a crazy, awesome top rope move, but if they tell you not to do it, don't do it because it's going to be the first thing that they go at you for as soon as you get out of the ring. Just listen to them. You're there to show off. You're there to make an impression, yes, but you're also there to show that you can follow directions from these people that obviously know what they are doing. So remember, it's a job interview. Right. It's, it's no different than going somewhere locally in an office. And, and you know they tell you to do one thing and you do something completely different. You walk into the boss's office and you sit in his chair. You, know? you don't do that. Listen, be professional at all times. Ask questions of your coach. They're super receptive, and especially ours, but that's what he was there for. He wanted as much questions as possible. He gave us honest, amazing feedback. So be sure you're asking any critique you can, how, you know, ask him how he thought about your, your chain wrestling. What did he think about your bumping? What did he think about your rolls? Ask them specific questions and see if they took any specific things away from what they watched that maybe they didn't decide to give you right off the bat. They didn't think it was important, but you want to know it. You need to show interest that you are there to improve as right. well. So request more ring time if possible. You know, um, I was very fortunate. I got to have three matches in the WWE ring. I had um, a one-on-one -on -one match with another extra talent. I had a one-on-one -on -one match with Percy Watson, who was on WWE television for a brief period of time. I had a one-on-one -on -one match with him. Then I had a tag match with two other developmental guys. And um, it was great. Um, had, had tons of time, but always ask for more. Politely say, hey, is there any chance I could get back in the ring? Yeah. And show that you're eager. And if the answer is no, cool. You ask, though. You asked, and that, that's very important. Show that you're eager to get in there and be sure you listen. One of the most important things I learned during my time there during, was during my tag match, um, I was being very lazy on the apron. I was leaning on, on the top rope while my partner was in the ring wrestling. And, you know, Regal quick to inform me that I looked bored. And if I looked bored, why would the guy in the front row be interested if the guy on the apron is not interested? Right. So take that feedback Use it immediately, right there on the spot, course correct. Show that you're, you're wanting to get better. Something I've taken with me to this day was that bit of knowledge right there. So besides for the in-ring part, there's also something called pre-tapes. Promos would be accurate to talk about here, but they take you to another room labeled pre-tapes. Dark room with a setup, you know, a, a screen to stand up against, camera in your face, and they're going to ask you to do something. I was asked to cut a promo not in character, to actually tell my life story, to tell the genuine, real, real story of who I was. After that, I was asked to cut a, a promo in character. When you do that, please avoid cliches. Try to be original. Remember that you're there to tell a story. When I say avoid cliches, I'm saying, please don't quote Hulk Hogan. Like, please don't quote Ric Flair. Yes, it's cool, but you're not there as a fan. You are a fan. We're all fans. Everyone in that, in that universe is a fan. But you're not there to show that you're a fan. You're there to show that you're a professional and that you have something to offer that company, something unique. So remember that you're there telling stories. We all hear that you tell stories in the ring. There's a beginning. There's a middle. There's an end. The promos are exactly the same. You have to tell a story in your promos. 
Be original, tell a story in the ring, in your interview, have a beginning, have a middle, have an end. So go preloaded with some promo material. Think of some great closing lines. If you have a great original catchphrase, that's awesome too. Come up with a few though. You never know what you're going to be asked to do. Ask for feedback immediately. Just like I said earlier about the in-ring work, ask for feedback right there on the spot. Be courteous, politely ask. Request to try again if there's time. See, hey, can I cut one more promo? I think I've got something better for you. Show them that you have more, that you can keep going. Be appreciative of any feedback you do receive. Remember what they say and put it to good use if you can, as soon as possible. So, during the actual show, one mistake that I saw some people doing, one was hiding virtually. I don't know if they meant to be hiding, but you know, now listen, it's a super intimidating place to be. Yeah, Insanely intimidating. You've got guys that you've looked up to forever walking around backstage. Everyone from... from uh, Jamie Noble to Triple H, like everyone you see walking around, you know, today obviously it'd be a different roster. You'd see more people, but at the time that's who I saw. And it's intimidating, yes, but don't hide out in catering. I know that you're going to be nervous. Don't go to the catering or anywhere else in the building and hide it because you kind of have free run of the backstage area for the most part. So you could essentially just go sit off in a dark corner to yourself if you wanted to after you're done. Because during the show, there's not going to be a lot for you to do unless they specifically have something for you to do. So... During the show, if they do not have anything planned for you or if what they had planned for you is finished and you're, you're done, typically you're going to be left to your own devices. There, my advice to you, go backstage. There are monitors everywhere. Find you one where a few people are posted up. Engage with them. Ask them questions. Comment on what you're seeing on the monitor. As a professional, not just as a fan, don't react like a traditional fan here. You're there to learn and you're there to network that word again, network with those people around you. Look around. If you see four people at a monitor, meet with them, chat with them, network with them, talk about what's on the, t on, the, on the screen, go on to a different monitor and do the same thing to more people. Find as many connections as you can because you never know which one's going to lead you back to the WWE locker room. And that's where you want to be. So real quick, speaking of networking, I want you guys to go to Facebook. I want you to go to the search bar. I want you to type in how to become a pro wrestler. And I want you to request to join our private Facebook group because that is where you can network with your coaches, with myself, with Aaron, and everyone else yeah. a part of our program. So we talked about what to do during your tryout, during the ring, during your promos, during the show. Let's talk about what to do after the show. Now, just like a traditional or, or a, a, a independent wrestling show, you want to thank as many people as possible, especially anyone that you actually encountered and made an impression with. Please thank them. If they were polite enough to give you feedback, if they were polite enough to give you um, names and emails and connections, be, you know, please thank them as much as possible. Remind them that you very much want to be part of this in the future. If you have an opportunity to address the talent relations room, do so. Be polite. Be courteous. I'm going to keep repeating that. Obviously, you don't barge in anywhere. As you do that, offer help. See if there's anything you can do to help. Now, this, unlike an independent wrestling show, is a production. They have a crew meant specifically for tearing things down, putting things where they need to belong. So for the most part, they have that covered, but it never hurts to ask if there's something else you can do. Anything at all that you can do. Ask. Show some face. Show that you want to help. Show that you want to be a part of it and that you're a team player. 
If you can get any information on where they're going next, I mean, that, that's usually out there, but if you can get any information whether or not you may be needed in the next town, you can, even if it's hundreds of miles away, if you have the means to get there, if you do, you can always offer, hey, I'm actually gonna be there. Is there anything I can do for you at that show? Right. And maybe they need some extra talent. Yes, absolutely, we could use you. There you go, you're in again. You know, be aware that they're super busy. Everyone wants to go home. That's no different than any other show. Everyone yeah. wants to go home and they have a major production. They're going on to the next town. So you're gonna to have to be prepared to wait and you're gonna to wanna to maximize your minutes. When you do get to someone that you wanna speak with, quick, Precise. maximize your minutes, tell them exactly everything that I just spoke to you about, about seeing if you can help, seeing if you can come to the next town, leave them your name, your number, remind them who you are, super respectful, super courteous, thankful, and you're out the door, okay? So be polite, be courteous, as always, most important, number one right there. So that's it, as far as what to do during your WWE tryout in your own town, that was my experience. Those were my takeaways. Those are the things that got me more phone calls in the future right there. And, and, and I learned lessons on that very first one that I carried on to the next one and that I carry to this day. So super, super important, guys. And please, again, I want you to go to Facebook. I want you to type how to become a pro wrestler in the search bar. I want you to join our group. If you have any questions about any of the things we talked about today, you can ask them there. You can network with us yep. and your peers. And we can just get everybody learning at the same time at the same pace. Man, John, this is great information. And I hadn't heard this story yet. So th this is really cool to hear sure. this for the first time on kind of how everything happened with you and uh, getting that first tryout with the WWE. Um, one of the questions that I have with it, you know, when we did the do's and don'ts, one of the things yep. that you mentioned with the indie wrestlers mm -hmm. is to reach out on social media or email them about right. trying to help. Now, I know this is, is different. This is big league. Sure, you know, sure, this sure. is WWE. Yes. But would that be anything that some of these local wrestlers, if they knew the WWE was coming into town or right. AEW or who, you know, yeah, at so this point? Anyway, yeah. So you can get on their website and you can find information on places to call. It's not going to be localized to say like the, you know, the, the trucks that are coming to Oklahoma, for, for instance. But you can find ways to email them and get in touch with them and hopefully get an answer in time. So... These dates are announced way ahead of time. You're going to know that they're coming to your state months and months and months right. in advance. So get on there and keep trying. Send them your information because you can't just leave it up to chance that maybe someone you've networked with is going to drop your name. Keep trying with them and get an answer. Email is going to be the best way. Typically, it's hard to get through to them on a phone call without just leaving a message, but do that as well. You don't want to be a pest, of course, but you do want to show that you're super interested. Well, you know, you said you met the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah. And I remember watching him, mm -hmm. and when I watched him, he had a name, but he was always, it seemed like he was always losing. Yes. Right? Yeah. He was always losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but he was in like every match, <laughs> absolutely. Every show that I watched. Yeah, yeah. And he seems like he had, had, was probably in WWE or wrestling forever. Right. So when you're talking about networking, I imagine, yep. you know, you get to meet him just through catering. And if you network with him, he knows and wrestled yeah. everybody. He's been there for decades. Like, imagine, you know, as a fan. So if you're a fan and you're not necessarily a wrestler or trying to become a wrestler, you see Brooklyn Brawler and you think, oh, he always loses. He's, he's, he's whatever. Here's the thing. As a wrestler, though, you have to think about this. He's been there for decades. Yeah. And he has performed on every major event just about that you can imagine. That's a perfect person to network with. 
Yeah, and I guess the point I was kind of making mm-hmm. is he, he may not have been the Hulk Hogan at the right. time, but he was one of those guys they had to have that always put on good matches. Sure. He, you know, he made yes. whoever he was wrestling look good and would be in good with the WWE to say, hey, this guy was quality. You know, I like what he did at the show or the tryout or what if, if he was watching. Absolutely. So, so he, that's a great one. That's another great one to ask to say, watch your match. Hey, I'm going to have a match in the ring later. Um, William Regal is my coach. I would love it if you would watch and give me some critique of your own. Another great opportunity to do that. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to dig into this or not, but one of the one of the questions I had, too, was, you know, they asked you to do a promo right. to tell your story. Right. Like, just as you. Right, right, right. What do you think the reasoning behind that was? And then having you do it, you know, as your character. I think that the, the real reason is a lot of times we develop these characters and we develop stories for them. Sometimes they're super based in reality. Sometimes, you know, like, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, very based in reality. Or they're like The Undertaker, which is not based in reality. Mm-hmm. Both highly successful, equal level, but two different styles of creating a character. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we do. We create that character and we don't think about our actual story enough. So a lot of times I think that they look for bits of real information and go, oh, wow, this guy, you know, okay, so maybe my character is I'm a, I'm a mercenary gun for hire and, I, and I'm out to, um, I, I sell my, myself to the highest bidder and I go after someone. Like, that's my character, right? I cut a promo. I'm the mercenary. I'm coming after you. I was paid by blah, blah, blah. Right. What, if his, what if the mercenary doesn't even realize this, but his real story is, yeah, you know, when I was six years old, I survived um, cancer and uh, this and that. And those stories, you know, my, my mother passed away. I, I'm a cancer survivor. Real stuff. Yeah. A lot of times we don't realize that that real stuff is actually probably what's going to connect you the most to the audience. Yeah. So I think that they're looking for those real stories so they can be like, holy crap, that guy's character is goofy, but his real story is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to have that guy on TV. And and those are the times when it's like, you know what, maybe the money in my wrestling career is not in my gimmick, to yeah. say, as much as it is in my real personality. So. Yeah. Well, I think that could be a good takeaway because... We may have mentioned this in past podcasts or mm-hmm. depending on how we put these out, future podcasts. Yeah. But one of the things is with that character creation, you know, like Stone Cold yeah. is kind of himself and Rock had said, you know, he was sure. kind of himself turned up. Turned up, right. But so I guess the point would be maybe as you're developing a character, these guys should look at mm-hmm. their personal lives a little bit and right. dig in on what they can pull from to really use to create that character. Absolutely. Which sounds like... You know, maybe they were looking for as well. The, the 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 thing is, like, I mean, you're most connected to the story that you've actually lived. So you're going to be, you're going to believe that. And I've said that before. You have to believe in it if you want anyone else to believe in it. So if your character is that, just a character, and it seems very cool, but maybe you don't believe it. Do you really believe that you're a mercenary for hire? And, I, and I'm, I'm using that example, so I'm going to use, but like, but you do believe in the fact that, like, yeah, you know, I, I survived um, cancer or I, I, I grew up without a mother and, and in, a, in a hard town. I was addicted to drugs and I defeated that. Like, maybe your real story is way more connective and you definitely believe in that because you lived it. And you yeah. can easily tell that story over and over again. So that you do have to sometimes you need to sit back, take, take a look at your own life and be like, you know what? Wow, like maybe my real life is the most interesting thing about me. Yeah. 
Well, man, this story, this story was great. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to help a ton of our listeners to be able to prep and get ready. And when the WWE, when they see WWE yeah. pop up on their cell phone, they will be ready and know what to do. So, man, great stuff today, John. Great stuff. Absolutely, man. Well, right on. Um, this has been How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And just like Aaron just said, when you see WWE coming to town, you know what to do. You know exactly what to do. There you go. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.